and thanks to video games, you know? Video games. Fucking A. What are we gonna do? What, what would we do without video games is what I like to say. Read. And that, whoa. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 431. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, he's Alex. How long is this damn agenda, Tricky? Good lord. It, it, it seems like it's bloated, but there's a lot of subtopics. He brings the awesome every week. It's I Yield to No One. Man, I got a headache just looking at this thing. And you do know I have to work in the week, morning, right? Last week was so nice, we had to do it twice. Welcome back, Stephen Fontana. Two time, two time, two time, two times in a row you get the Steve. What's Would up? Would you mind everybody? if we call you Mahi Mahi? Absolutely, you can do it. Absolutely, I like he it. Said, do you mind? And you said yes. So no, no, I, I absolutely don't mind. That's great. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, he told me to do it. To do it. New York, New York, so city's so nice. They named it twice. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Well, it was it was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. I forget the rest of that song, but I remember hearing it on Animaniacs. <laughs> I it's, I actually introduced Sweet Mambadi the anime in the Animaniacs the other day, and she looked at me and said, "What the hell is this crap?" Well, you obviously didn't what? show her Pinky in the Brain. Well, no, what I did show her was the um, was Yakko doing all the countries: United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. That one? That's yeah, yep. a good one. It, and it, I, I even watched the updated version of it, too. It's a good one. But she, she's like, I, I don't know. Did, did, he's speaking way too fast. I have no idea what he's saying, Dad. The words are on the screen. Yes. Just follow along. <laughs> she, She's more interested in her iPad, or excuse me, her Amazon Fire tablet and YouTube. Well, she's gotten to the age now where, you know, the parents aren't cool. Well, you, you, you have to. I, I have to tell you a story. She would kill me if she if she was awake and knew I was telling you guys a story. Uh, for some reason, my PlayStation VR, uh, when playing Beat Saber, does not track the red lightsaber well. There's something in my office throwing the sensor off. I don't know what it is yet. But she's been asking me for a week and a half to play Beat Saber. And I keep telling her, I said, I got to fix it. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. So I guess she got finally got tired of me... Uh, Wait, you know, take us long to fix it. That she went into her room, turned on YouTube, found Beat Saber videos, and then took the two remotes one for the cable box and one for the TV. It was playing Beat Saber over YouTube. Oh, that is that is a millennial, right? That is like uh, she's not even millennial, right? She's more, she's pet, she's Gen Z, right? That is crazy talk. She would be Gen Z. That's awesome. That's really, really smart. It, it was really smart. I and I walked by and I looked at her. And I said, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I'm playing Beat Saber because you're taking too long to fix it." <laughs> Got him. So, but I think what the problem is is uh, as you uh, point saw the other day, 
the side of my computer uh, changes colors and flicks and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the PlayStation camera is picking up that light, which is causing the right uh, the red lightsaber to mess up. So when you play it, all you gotta do is just put something in front of it. Well, I can turn. No, I can turn the lights off. Like the lights are off right now. Oh, okay. But there's something like I I think that because the the side of the computer is glass. I think the TV is reflecting off that glass, which is also causing the problem. That's what I said. Just, like, get a piece of cardboard and just set it in front of the tower to block everything when uh, you play. Well, yeah, well, I got to find a piece of cardboard because uh, there's no cardboard in this house because the second I get, like, a delivery or I get something, the guy just throws it out. She's like, get get this the hell out of the house. I'm the same way. Like, I, I, yeah, but see, I used to be one of those guys. Like you buy the like when you buy a new PlayStation Four or you buy some piece of tech. I keep the box because my thought is, if I'm ever going to move, I want to be able to put it back in this box so it doesn't get damaged. Because obviously, it was packaged really well. She's like, "No, get rid of it." Yeah, I save all my console boxes. I don't know why. It's a mental defect. I think we have. I I, I do the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's get into our updated trophy count. I am level 55, total trophies of 13,070 with 240 plats. Actually, I don't even know that because I updated my trophies before and I didn't uh, actually look at mine. Alex, what are yours? Level 31, total trophy count of 6,926 and a platinum count of 103 and 102 games. Okay, my count's right. Yield. Yeah. I hate you, motherfucker. Then stop giving him that reaction. Just give him silence and he'll be like, awkwardly, so what, nothing? Yeah. Uh, Trophy count of 6213 and a platinum count of 101. Sid is level 40 total trophies of 9,648 with 171 plats. And Steven, my good man. Level 16, 2,377 trophies and 11 platinums. All right, I'm glad Steven's here because this, this is going to be a lot of information and a lot of conversation. Uh, so as we do customary on the, you know, the show, the first show of the month, we go through the PlayStation Plus games, and there are a lot of people upset about this. Oh, they can just get over it. For May 2020, we are going to get Skitty Cities, wow, Skitties, City Skylines, and Farming Simulator Woo! 19. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's people upset that this is the games because a lot of people thought we were gonna get Dark Souls remastered. Yeah, and Dying Light, which whatever that would have been cool, but City Skylines is a fantastic game, and if you're not, you know, afraid of city sim games, it's it's like pretty damn perfect. And uh, I mean, it's a time sink, so if you're really, you know, whatever. But Farming Simulator's got a really big cult following. Uh. So, you know, it's not for me, but I mean, it's for somebody hell, out there. Farmville was once the most popular game on Facebook, uh, the Facebook games, and it seems like you couldn't escape that game. So people like farming. People like simulators. I mean, people play the damn Sims. Tis true. Leave it to Mahi Mahi to find the silver lining in everything. Let's do it, baby. All right. Uh, Yo, do you have any comments about this? I. Uh- you're getting them for free. Not every month's going to be spectacular. So this is just one of those months. Uh, I I might pick up the the uh, farm simulator game because I was kind of kicking around picking them up here and there. So, but, I mean, pe- people just need to chill out. 
and, and quit and quit complaining. They're free. As I say every time that uh, we get these new games, put them on your list. You don't have to download them, but put them on your list because who knows? You may get interested one day and be like, oh, screw. I, I could have had that. Like I was telling Alex to do back before he had a PS4, he could have saved some money and not had to buy Rocket League. I will gladly support Psionics with my $20 that I paid them. Good, I, and I'm and I'm proud of you for that. But my point be, remains that you could have got that game for free if you just put it on your list and st- not been a knucklehead back then. On my di- on my deathbed, I'm not going to look back and say, "Man, I really wish I'd saved that twenty dollars on Rocket League." Also, like I want to say that for me, I may catch some flack for this, but the fact that I have cloud saves all the time, you know, through Sony servers, uh, I pay sixty bucks a year for that. Or fifty, or you know, whatever you know, reduced fight price you can find PSN uh, Plus, you know, one time a year. So yeah, I'd pay for PSN Plus just for that. the The extra sales on games and stuff, the free games, that's just you know, extra. That's extra icing on the cake. Uh, whatever cake you like, chocolate cake, carrot cake, a pineapple upside down cake, whatever. I don't care. We're not here to divide people. But it just, I mean, if it's one bad month of games or two bad months or whatever, I don't really care. It's its not that much reason to groan and complain, but we live in an age where people love to fucking groan and complain. Speaking of groaning and complaining, I'm going to skip the next topic in our agenda, come back to it later, because Final Fantasy VII Remake producer promises he's not, quote, drastically changing the story. Good. If uh, that was good, why would you change the story? Final Fantasy VII's remake producer... Uh, has promised that the team has no intention of making any drastic changes to the original game story in the future games. At taking part of an interview for Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ultimate Book, translated by, I can't even pronounce that name, and I'm going to try. Uh, the producer well, I said, Good. Well, I got to open the article. I wasn't following along because oh, IGN was a By a Japanese guy. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> IT Kuji. Uh the producer said, quote, I've talked about this extensively with co director uh Noah Mora, but I'm sure fans of the original are expecting to revisit familiar locations and scenes, so we have strong feelings not to stray away from that. From here on out, we're not drastically changing the story or making it into something that's completely different than the original. Even though it's a remake, please assume that Final Fantasy Seven will be Final Fantasy Seven as usual. I mean, it's it's a remake of a beloved game. People are expecting it to be a better-looking version, a cleaned-up version of the game they played so many years ago. Don't fuck with the formula. Update that shit, but don't fuck with the story. Well, they added things for the remake for this first part of the remake, so that's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, but 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 even though even though they added things, all they didn't they didn't change things. They they elaborated on things. That's a little bit different. They expanded on things. That's different than changing. Things like character deaths or, you know, major like like the villain isn't this isn't the villain you thought it was. It's a different villain this time. Like that's that's what they mean. I mean, they're still going to elaborate like some characters got way, way better backstories in the remake um, in the you know, it's I'm, I'm 33 hours in. I'm, I'm, I'm up to the second to last chapter and I'm blown away by the depth that they're giving some of these characters that literally had four hours the first game to really for you to give any shit about them whatsoever. Um, they do, they do a great job on this. And so I'm hoping they do expand a little bit on that stuff, like backstory and, and me and side missions, just to give characters a little bit more depth. Um, and especially with the all-star cast that they have lined up for all these characters. 
but yeah, they're they're not going to change story beats. They're just going to kind of add things in between to kind of flesh the people out, I think. And one thing this article doesn't say, but I saw it in a different article, they're still not sure how many games they're going to break Final Fantasy VII up into. That scares me. Well, there. Well, there was. I, I don't know if this the, this part of this article, but there was another thing coming uh, that came out saying that uh, they may not do another game. They may just do chunks of like almost like DLC to add to what you already bought. Um, because they that would make sense. The way the way they described it was, um, we're not sure if we're going to be able to if, if we take as long as we did with the first part of this and give the love and care, then it's going to be years before we're able to get this, the, the next part of this out. But if we do it in chunks in, in story beats and release it as, you know, as smaller chunks, then the wait will be a lot shorter. And, and I'm okay with that. If they come out with say six pieces of DLC and they're like seven bucks a piece or five bucks a piece or whatever they are, um, or like you get a you get a uh, a season pass for like forty bucks, whatever. Kind of like the Spider Man route. If they did that instead to kind of tell the rest of the story, I'm okay with that. Like six, seven, eight hours of DLC each. Like, okay, I I could see that. Is there a platinum for the remake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it it would make sense for them to do the DLC route because they call this Final Fantasy VII remake. Full stop. They don't call it Part One. They don't call it. One, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't have a subtitle for it. It's just Final Fantasy VII Remake. So if they just keep adding to it with DLC, then it it makes sense. Like you have the game, great, awesome. Yeah, but, but it's not it's not a full remake. It's only like the first third of the game, right? No. So the what the remake the the disc that we got covers is the first uh, about five hours of of the original game. The original game was about forty hours. Um, but they turned this four hours into almost 40. So they added a ton to, to this section of the game. They, they really fleshed a lot of things out. The city is beautiful. Like the, the moments are fantastic. Um, it's, it's more than a remake. It's, it's essentially a retelling of this story, um, in, in, in grand fashion. Um, so it, it's, it's much different, but that being said, they don't have to do that to the other parts of the game, the other 30 plus hours of the game, because it's already flush, fleshed out in in the, uh, you know, the original. They, they are big open world areas. There are, you know, longer story beats. You're looking at somewhere between disc three of Final Fantasy seven only had the final dungeon and the last cutscene of the, of the game. That, so it's really only a, a two disc game, even though it had three discs. Man, it so sounds to me like it should have just been digital. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's how I bought it. I mean, it's never going to go away. I, but what I think they need to do is they need to come out in front of this and and say what they're going to do now. Because once stores open, people are going to want to trade the game in. And if there's DLC that are gonna, that's going to come out, they're going to need to rebuy this game to play the DLC. Okay. So uh, they need to get ahead of this. All right, let's move on because we got a lot. Yeah, let's move on. Of- uh, beefy topics coming. You get all that yield? You wrote that shit down? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You'll also write this down. The release of Black Forest Games Destroy All Humans remake has been revealed with the game launching on July 28th of this year. That's awesome. I hope they, they put the, well, the, the old version's on sale, but it's been on a better sale. But I don't know if I'm going to buy the remake. 
Well, if you do decide well, to buy the, if you do decide to buy the remake, it's only thirty dollars. Okay, well that's not bad. I was hoping I was a little disappointed. I was hoping that they would do one and two together, not just the first one by itself. Well, uh, how crazy are you about this game, Yield? I don't know. It just looks fun. Are 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 you crazy enough to spend four hundred dollars? Four hundred dollars. We know you are. <laughs> uh, apparently, I I didn't know this, but there are there's a collector's edition for Destroy All Humans, and it costs four hundred dollars. Hmm, that's nice. Uh, the Crypto One Thirty Seven Edition comes with a physical version of the game for either the Xbox One, PS4, or PC. A sixty centimeter tall figure of Crypto holding Earth in his hand, and a gun and a keychain of Crypto's head. Six lithographed art pieces, a crypto-shaped stress toy with bulging eyes, all in-game crypto skins, and a special box. Hmm, $400. All right. Not going to happen. I I will venture to say that no collector's edition or special edition of a video game should ever cost $400. I I, I spent $400 on the Darksiders 3 one, and I fully... Uh, feel okay about it. I want you to, once we're done recording, listen, re-listen to what you just said and think about it. Well, uh, what I want you to do is look behind me and you see my shelf and you'll see why. So you, you paid $400 for a collector's edition for a game that wasn't even good. And you're okay yeah. with with spending four hundred dollars on it. That's that is as much as it cost you to buy the console to play it on. Uh, well, let's talk about things that weren't. Wait, wait, wait! I, I want to say, I want to say oh. a thing. Okay. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What I'm if sorry. I was what, trying to do a nice segue? It's okay. What if they just said, "Hey, here's a four hundred dollar really cool statue," and it also comes with the game. You're playing hardball, mahi mahi. I like it. <laughs> it'd have to be a really really cool statue it would it would have to be life-size like taller than me it would have to be an eight foot to ten foot statue of one of the darksiders it would have to give me a zj if you have to ask you can't afford it <laughs> uh, do i want to know where the zj it's from is beer uh... come on now <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's actually pretty good. And Broken Lizard, like, I like a lot of their movies. It was surprisingly good. Uh, what wasn't good was WWE oh, God, no, it wasn't. 2K20. No, no. Uh, I, I've heard the last several haven't been very good. Uh, so, WWE has confirmed in, today, in, in the first quarter earnings call that WWE 2K21 has officially been canceled. Uh, but in its place, we are going to be getting a WWE 2K Battlegrounds game. Now, to the best way to describe this, yes, remember WWE All Stars? I have the platinum. Yeah, well, this looks like very similar. Over, uh, last week WWE confirmed that there will be no 2K game, and today 2K Games revealed that why that is, and took the opportunity to announce a new WWE game called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. There's a lot of WWEs I'm saying right now. Uh, 2K Games won't be releasing a new WWE 2K game this year, but to ease the blow, the company announced. Oh, geez, why are you just saying the same thing? Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is an arcade style brawler developed by. 
NBA 2K Playgrounds Studio Saber Interactive. Oh. Hold on. They're just Steven. making this worse and worse with more sentences. <laughs> Steve, let me get through this. Favorite wrestlers from across eras in, quote, over-the-top superstar designs, end quote, will start in the new wrestling game. 2K says it's focusing on social pickup and play fun instead of a more traditional wrestling sim like the WWE 2K series. Uh, and Battlegrounds is scheduled to release this fall. Go ahead, Steven. This is a mobile game, right? No. How do you know? Because it's <laughs> they said it's coming out for the PS4, uh, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, why? I mean, I know people like this kind of thing, these arcade games, but this one looks like anal beads. This is terrible. That might be very, very enticing for some people there, Stephen Mahi Mahi. It's, it's true, I guess. Listen, I'm not going to yuck somebody else's yum, but this is clearly not what I want. Ugh. Yield, what do you think about this? I don't like this at all. I just make a good wrestling game and don't make one at all. All right. Siege-like all right. advice. Let's get into the meaty topics. You guys ready? Yeah, sure. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has officially been announced. Now, it actually it doesn't look the trailer looked good. Well, the trailer just looked like CGI and there was no actual gameplay. Well, so, that's what a normal that's what most announced trailers are. All right, so there are four topics to this one, including the picture that I sent to you guys in the Trophy Horse chat. So let's get... Uh, the first one I'm going to go down is uh, 36 Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay, story, and world details. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you sound so excited, Steve. That, that's one hell of a friggin' title. <laughs> all right, open world gameplay and combat sections. Combat has been altered in some form with emphasis on making every hit feel impactful. That includes giving players the ability to dismember and decapitate foes. While assassins can have two weapons at once to, uh, before two swords, for example, Valhalla places a new emphasis on dual weaving weaponry with players allowed to mix and match the game's arsenal. Shields will return as part of the arsenal that, after being absent from Odyssey. The Assassin's Creed Blade uh, the Assassin's Blade will return as well. Throwing axes will be available in Valhalla as one of the many weapon options. Players will traverse by sea with their Viking longship. Players can spot fortresses from the water to attack with their raiding party in massive raids. Large-scale land battles will also be part of the story, though it's unclear if they'll function like Odyssey's army battles. RPG trappings introduced in Origins will return with new skills as well as gear to collect. Open-world activities include hunting, fishing, dice, and drinking games. Additionally, Valhalla will introduce the competitive sport of sport of flighting, a.k.a. Viking rap battles. And the protagonist will have a bird companion in the form of a raven, common addition to the most recent Assassin's Creed games. As far as the story of the world, Valhalla is set in 9th century England during the Dark Ages. It will follow Eivor, a Viking warrior who, who will lead his people out of Norway and into England to settle. King Alfred of Wessex will be an opponent for Eivor and the Vikings' face. Alfred will be an antagonist, but neither director Darby McDiv McDervitt 
said it would be wrong to call him the, quote, central antagonist of the game. While some other big antagonists may appear in the modern-day story, as well as Ishmael, also confirmed by Layla's modern story from Origins and Odyssey, would continue in Valhalla. Ivor will eventually run across a group of assassins in England, though at this time the assassins and the Templars are still being referred to as they were in AC Origins and Odyssey, the Hidden Blades, and the Order of the, and the Order of the Ancients. Valhalla's map will include Norway, which players can return to after the Vikings leave, and the four kingdoms of England, Wessex, North Umbria, East Anglia, and Mercia. Major cities include will be London, Winchester, and Jorvik. While Valhalla is meant to be the end of the series, McDermott said it's a, quote, good caper, end quote, to the franchise so far and should include a lot of nods to the franchise's history. Excuse me, while it's not meant to be the end of the series, sorry. And then uh, development. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal is the lead development studio uh, and is confirmed for a holiday 2020 release and is coming on uh, all these uh, current and future gen systems. I'm not going to read the rest of this. Okay. Okay. Uh, going through more news. This is the, the reason, uh, one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about this. Assassin's Creed Valhalla will su support smart delivery on the Xbox Series X. Okay, what that means is uh, smart delivery allows you to purchase the game once and play it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, providing you with the best possible version of the hardware. This is great news for those who may not be able to get their hands on a Series X right at launch, but still want to jump into Assassin's Creed Valhalla when it launches holiday 2020 and eventually play it when they upgrade. All of Microsoft's first-party game studio sites will smart support smart delivery, including Halo Infinite, Gears 5, and more, but the feature is optional for third-party developers. Currently, the only confirmed third-party aside from Assassin's Creed Valhalla to support the feature is Cyberpunk 2077. So my, I'm going to ask you guys a question on that uh, once I get through all this news. Uh, this is a lot of information. There's no co-op. Uh, the game will feature a village hub where you and your companions reside. The hub is the focal point of the game. Most of the main quests will begin and end there. Quests and decisions will impact your village hub, giving you a reason to return, similar to Dragon Age Inquisition's Skyhold. Romance will play out in the hub. Most of the game takes place in England, and the protagonist can be male or female. So there's all your information. So before I ask my question, what do you guys think about all that information? We'll start with Alex. You know, these days I don't really know what to think of Assassin's Creed. You know, for me, the only thing that has been able to pull me back into Assassin's Creed or the desire to play the games is the setting in ancient Egypt. You know, like, even though I am a huge fan of ancient Greece, like, that couldn't even pull me into Odyssey, because I heard some negative things about that. You know, after looking at the pictures of this, there's some really beautiful scenery in here, like the old, like, the English countryside with, like, the sunlight in the background, like, kind of like a sunrise. And, you know, there's another scene when, like, in a snowy land where you can see Aurora Borealis, the, the northern lights in the background. So there's some beautiful scenery of this, but to be honest... I don't really want to play in England. Like, that setting to me is not interesting. So you kind of kill it off for me there from the start. Because didn't, didn't they already set something in England? It wasn't Syndicate mostly in England? Uh, 
Was it a syndicate? I think it was because there was another one set in France. Syndicate, yeah, that was steam. That was kind of like steampunk. Sy- syndicate was the one with uh, Jacob and Evie Fry, right? The brother sister assassins. Yes, yes, that was in England. But for me, was, wasn't Unity in England? Unity was also in England. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one I was thinking. It was in France, but okay, I was wrong. But for me, like with Assassin's Creed... No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unity was a French. I apologize. Okay, okay. The, Unity and Rogue or whatever came out in the same year, right? Just different uh, consoles? Yeah, Unity was the PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rogue was the PS3 and 360 versions. Yeah, and where did Rogue take place? Do we remember? Because I feel like... Rogue, uh, I did, Rogue, I never really played, so I yeah, can't really either. tell you. All right, never I'm sorry, Alex, Rogue, go ahead. Rogue takes place right after uh, Black Flag, doesn't it? No, 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 where, though? Where? What part of the world? Oh, where? Oh, that, I'm not sure. Alex, you, oh, I'm sorry, we no, cut no, you No, no, you're off. fine. I, I appreciate the discussion. Obviously, the smart deliver- support for uh, the support smart delivery on Xbox Series doesn't... doesn't- well, hold Hold on, we'll, 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 let's take that as a separate okay. topic. Well, I, I was just going to say that right it doesn't affect me because I'm not buying an Xbox. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, the setting for me of an Assassin's Creed game, you know, it started in Italy. Well, I guess it didn't start in Italy. It, it started in the Holy Land. It started like um, Damascus and all that. But uh, by the time we got around to Ezio's side of the story, it went to, to Italy. So, I mean, for me, the settings are a huge part of it. And like I said, England just doesn't do it for me. And after what happened to Desmond, where they completely train wrecked that story, I just can't trust what they're doing with the series. It just feels like a bunch of shit all thrown together that's supposed to make this like overarching story work. But I I, I think that each game is enjoy like it kind of seems like any enjoyment that people get out of the series now is based on what happens in each game, and it's not like this big overarching thing that they actually enjoy. It's not like they're playing the games to get another piece of the story. It's that they're playing the games for the locations and, like, just as a one-off within a series. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. They, uh... Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag was my favorite of them. Uh, it was really the last one I could really get into, and it was 100% because of the setting and the whole pirate thing. But that story was nonsense. Uh, the present-day stuff... Like, you were, you were playing a movie. Like, you were trying to, like, make a movie. That... Do you even remember that? Like, how asinine is that? After all the crazy shit we did with Eden and and the modern day Templar and like all this stuff, you were working for an entertainment company making a pirate movie. Okay. Well, and I mentioned like what they did to Desmond, and that's not the first time they have taken a character that they've tried to get people behind and completely fucked them over. Uh, Far Cry 3 and Vaz, like, I still hear people talk about how they killed off the better villain in that game midway through the game. So Ubisoft kind of has this record of kind of train wrecking in the middle of a game or a series. And I, like I said, I just can't trust them after it's like, okay, you're feeding me this all these little bits and crumbs with Desmond, and this is Desmond's story and how he is attached to the Templars. And then by the time I get to end of Ezio's story, it's like, nope, fuck it, you're, you're not doing that anymore. It's, it, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe I'm too angry about this. And fix your fucking climbing. One one thing that uh, I I will say that irritates me, and please understand, people on the on this call and that are going to listen to this, please understand what I'm saying. The fact that the main character can be a male or a female is kind of irritating to me. And it's not about going. 
it's not about going against inclusion, but if we're going to go with the storyline of Assassin's Creed and the fact that we go back in time through bloodlines, then we need to have a definitive character. Well, I, I the, the thing that, that bothered me was you're the same person. You're, you're the same name. If you right. want to play as a female, that's fine. It's then it's a different. It, it's a different name. Well, it's not even a different name. Like even with Odyssey, Odyssey, you either played as Alessios or Cassandra. And my my thing is, if you're going back in the bloodline, you're going back in the bloodline to go back and find about uh, about a per- this person's life. When you start making the the player be able to choose male or female then you're stepping away from the story because then I'm not going back in time to find my ancestor. I'm going back to find some random character that somebody made up. And I, and I hope that I, I hope this is coming across right. Cause I'm, I'm not against inclusion and, you know, being able to play as a male or be able to play as a female. I'm just simply saying as if you're going back in time to, to play as your ancestor, we need to have one definitive character and if we're going to split it up between male and female, like Yield says, make an entirely different character. Give it an entirely different name. Don't let it be the same person. Well, you don't know if it's the same name. They didn't say that. We yes, don't know they if did. It, they said it's, yeah, it's they the did. same person's that, name. Because the two voice actors came out on Twitter today saying, I'm playing the male version of uh, I, I, Evor was his name or the name. Whatever the name was, two, the two voice actors came out and said, "I'm playing the male version of this," and then the female version, uh, the the female said, "I'm playing the female version of this character," and it's the same name. You're asking for continuity in a series that does not have continuity. Well, the point is, is that we, the, we all started with the animus, and we're going back to to find out things of, from our ancestors. If our ancestors back in you know the Viking times can either be male or female then it's not definitive. We're not going back and finding ancestors. We're just playing some random Viking. It's pronounced Avor. Okay. Um, so, I mean, my, my whole thing is if you're, if you're going back to a bloodline, you're going back to, it doesn't matter really the sex, like you're creating that story. So, and they don't tie it into anything else anyway. It's not like, it's not like Avor is going to show up in Assassin's Creed, like 23 and it's going to be male, even though you chose female, like it doesn't matter because it's all going to be contained in the one story. So it, it, it really doesn't matter. No, but it does matter, Steven, because uh, uh, just argument's sake. Okay. Let's just say your great, 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 great grandfather was an assassin. And they stuck you into an animus because they want to know about that person. But I mean, you're making the person tricky. The, the, this person doesn't exist. This person is male or female because the player is deciding that. It's not written in the history of the world that this person is male or female. Also, people have male and female ancestors. Right, but if you're going out to find your great 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 grandfather who was an assassin, you how, know, how, how do you who do you how do you know you're going how do you know you're going back to find your great 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 grandfather? Because that's what the animus does. It goes. How do you know when you're not going back to find your great 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 grandmother? Who told you it's got to be grandpa? If if you if in the beginning of the game you choose female and it's like okay here's your grandma she was an assassin how awesome is that and you're like fucking cool. 
It's not like, hey, here's your grandfather. Do you want to play him as grandma instead? Like, that's not what they're going to say. That's not how it works. It's going to be, this is the story you chose. And, and, and this, for you, for not for, I, I don't know if I have to tell you this, but Assassin's Creed isn't real. So oh, it's, 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 real. it's a fictional world where you get to decide whether it's the, the main character's grandma or grandpa. Who cares? <laughs> like, that doesn't matter. I've known more kick-ass grandmas than kick-ass grandpas. Hell yeah. My my point being is if they're trying to make this into one big story that's all somehow connected. When have they ever? <laughs> for m- multiple games, you were following. <coughs> Excuse me. Tricky's choking on his argument. <laughs> for multiple games, you went back in the Animus through, and, and were playing as Desmond's ancestors. Mm-hmm. Your every one of these games has a real life component to the present day going back and playing as their ancestors. Okay, you're still doing that. I have no problem if they make this character male or female. My problem is, is you need to. Uh, my what I'm trying to get is we need one definitive thing. Why? Because it. It doesn't okay. add, or it's not. Re- it's not reductive. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from anything. Okay, so let let's go three games down the line. Okay, okay you know what? I'm gonna just destroy your argument in two words. Can can I can I finish? Before sure. you destroy my argument. Sure. Let's go down three more games. Sure. And then somehow the game three games down references back to this. Uh huh. How is it gonna reference if I played as a male character? You played as two a words. Character. Two words. Mass yeah. Effect. I rest my case. Move I never on. played Mass Effect, so that does, Mass Effect you could pick male shepherd or female shepherd. Your save carries over, and it's female shepherd if you played female shep, fem shep. Okay, so this whole series started with Desmond. Is every single protagonist in an Assassin's Creed game a relative of Desmond? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, Black Flag was Desmond. Black. Every person that's gone back and it, it has. It may not be Desmond going into the Animus, but it is a relative of Desmond that's gone back in the Animus. It all shares the same bloodline. But I'm sure that Desmond, Desmond's bloodline, for it to continue to get to Desmond, there had to be females in there, too. You had to have males and females. And I don't care if it's a male or a female. That's not my point. My point is, if if you're making a game that's going back in time to play as an ancestor, that ancestor should be one definitive person, not left up to the player's What, what are you choice. talking about? You have played it with a, as a different protagonist in every fucking game since Ezio. There's no continuity in that. But what does that have to do with what I'm saying? You're saying something completely different from what no, I'm, I'm saying. No, I'm not. You're saying it has to be one person. You're saying it has to be... It has to stay the same because, like, if you're playing as a different protagonist in every game, why does it matter if the next one is a female or a male? If it's the same bloodline, it doesn't matter. That's not, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is when okay, uh, they're not they're not all descendants of uh, what what of what was the Desmond, what was the pirate's name? Hold on, hold on, hold on wait, Stephen, say that again. Uh, his his name was Connor. Um, they're not they're not all descendants of Desmond. Um. Up until Rogue, they all were. Uh, Altair, Ezio, uh, Kenways, Connor, Matham, and Edward are, are related. However, 
uh, in Rogue, Aveline de Grand Prix. Uh, she was the ancestor of the mysterious Subject One, the first participant of the Animus Project. Although there are, there's a hint that Warren Vidic ran the first tests on himself and died of a seizure in 1981. Right, and then we found out in Assassin's Creed 1, Desmond was like test subject 17 because they were trying to follow that bloodline, and they went through 17 members of his family to get there. The genetic memories of Bayek and uh, Mystheos came from their bodies directly. Bayek's mummified remains were the source of the genetic sample to read his memories. And Mystheos, either Cassandra or Alexios, had their blood on the spear of Leonidas buried somewhere in Greece. So they also were not direct descendants of Desmond. Okay. Doesn't matter. I mean, it could be his grandpa, great-great-grandpa, it could be his great-great-grandma, it doesn't matter because you're choosing the story. I, I And I get that. And I, like I said, like I, I my argument has gone way off the rails of what I'm trying to, to say. I, I, I want to be clear. I do not care whether I play as a male or a female. That does not bother me one bit. What I'm saying is if we're going back to play as an ancestor, that ancestor needs to be one character. Why? Should... <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. It happened. I get what you're saying because in Odyssey they did it. You could play as male or female, but it was two different characters. Correct. Same thing with Unity. You had the bro- you had the brother and the sister, two well, different characters. That, that That's was, all that you're was, saying. That was Syndicate you're, you're, or Syndicate. You you had a brother. You know you had two different characters. All that you're saying is is that if you're going to have two different characters, just have two different names. Have two different characters, not or, one yeah, character that could be either one. I, th- I think it's at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They want to tell the story of a, a certain descendant of a certain person. We don't know who that person is yet. Um, so I, that also, do, you know, can lead, can lend credence to, you know, the reasoning behind it. But a- at the end of the day, like, in, like I said, and, and well, even in, um, uh, well, I guess Dragon Age is different, but in, um, in Mass Effect, like that was a whole space opera that spanned three games, and you could pick male or female. You were the same character, just had, you know, a different voice and a different look. And but it, when you carried your save to the next game, it was male or female, depending on what you picked. Um, and you could actually change it if you wanted to. You could be like, oh well, you know, don't load my save. I, I was male. I'm going to be male this time, and it'll change it to male. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's like. I mean, in in the in the lexicon, they're gonna call it one. They're gonna call it by his by his or her name. They're not gonna say she, he. You know, it's it, it, the story is this character did this, and then when you're playing the game, I I mean, we don't even know if they're gonna reference this game ever again. We don't know if they're gonna reference this bloodline. This could be a one off thing. This could be the end, as as they mentioned in the stories. You're absolutely Wait, didn't right, they say this was the po- end? No, they said this was not meant to be the end. I misspoke. When okay, I read well, okay. I want to add to Stephen's point by saying the ability for people to play as a character that they feel represents them, or at least a piece of them, is probably far more important than any potential future references they can do back to this character in a game that people probably will not remember. All right, uh, all right. So let's cut off that part of the argument. Let's talk about the smart delivery system. Uh, with Xbox doing this. Is it a mistake if PlayStation doesn't follow suit? It's a mistake if PlayStation doesn't do everything that Xbox is doing for next gen. 
And I and I truly believe that. I think Xbox is setting themselves up to annihilate PlayStation. Well, I mean, if it, was, if they could get sorry, Steven, go ahead. first party, uh, if big caveat, if they could get first party games up to snuff, if that doesn't happen, it doesn't matter what they do. But I digress. Well, I mean, like, Microsoft's focus has seemed to have shifted to infrastructure, and it's been infrastructure for a while with their online systems. We saw that back with the Xbox 360. Sony's main facet of everything has been, like, games, and while that has served them well, their focus, a lack of focus on infrastructure and delivery, like, say, Microsoft has, is going to hurt them in the long run. You're going to tell me smart delivery again, because I lost it in the first go-through. Basically... Smart delivery means that if they buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla for Xbox One, yeah. eventually, whenever they go and buy the Series X, the game will automatically transform up to a Series X game, not making them not have to purchase the game again. So essentially, to use it in PlayStation terms, you're buying this game for PlayStation 4. Eventually, when you buy a PlayStation 5, it won't just it will not be a PlayStation 4 game anymore. It will automatically upgrade itself to a, a a PlayStation 5 game. Now, with that being said, I just use PlayStation as a reference because we are a PlayStation show and I figured you understand that reference more. But this is basically saying that somebody could buy this game come holiday season who and they, if they can't buy a Series X now, they could buy the game, play the game, and then eventually, when they buy their Series X, it will automatically upgrade for them. See, for me, it doesn't matter because if I if I buy the game and play it, then when I upgrade my system, I doubt I go back and play that game. Well, they're they're saying they're saying that P, uh, Series X is coming out holiday. So if it does come out holiday, then the the this game and that system are coming out around the same time. So. It could, I mean, it's 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 just like when PS3 came out. I've told the story before, but I was playing Final Fantasy XII, and I got my PS3, which was cross save. I mean, uh, uh, it was uh, backwards compatible, but I needed to like dump my save onto a memory card thing, and then a dongle, and then upload it, and then whatever. Um, but it, I, I was still able to play that game. The, the, essentially, what what smart delivery is? It's cross buy. It's like buying a game on Vita and PS3, and your saves. It, mingling together and playing nice. Um, you're getting a PS3 version of the game, you're getting a Vita version of the game, at this, in this thing you're getting an Xbox One version game, and you're getting an Xbox Series X version of the game for whenever you do get that, whatever, then it's there, it's in your library. You're buying the license, you're not buying the discs. I mean, it's a neat feature. Yeah, for sure. Should Should PlayStation follow suit, or? Yeah, everything should be crossed by. I mean, at least first party, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, if they don't want to be the the fucking bunt end of a joke again, like they were for PS3 in the first, you know, 18 to 24 months, if they don't want that to happen again, yeah, they're going to have to do that, at least for first party games, to, to make good on that. All right, Yield, what do you think? I, like I said, it, it, it won't affect me. So if they don't do it, it's not going to bother me. Well, let me ask you this. What if uh, they... With Rocket League, like, what if they make you buy Rocket League again for the PlayStation 5 once you buy it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I play Rocket League, I'll put my four on. All right, Alex? I agree with Steven. I think they should do this. It doesn't take anything away from the console experience. It only adds to it, so why not do it? 
And, and you know, if I have a console hooked up to, say, a big TV in the loft, I don't want to necessarily be unhooking that console and put another, and hook another console in. No, it doesn't take all that much effort, but to be honest, if I can just have a bunch of games that I would like to play on that one console, yes, I would like to have that. I, I agree. The PlayStation should definitely follow suit with this. All right, let's get into the topic that makes me all warm and fuzzy inside and also makes me depressed. The Last of Us 2 has finally got a third release date and will now release on June 19th of this year. So it gets delayed again. Sony Interactive Entertainment head of Worldwide Studios, Herman Hulse, said on the PlayStation blog that he wants to, quote, personally congratulate in both Thank both the teams at Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch Productions on their achievements. As we know, it's not an easy feat to reach the finish line under these circumstances. Both teams have worked hard to deliver world-class experiences, and I can't wait to see what you think of them when they release in just a few short months. Now, you'll notice that I said uh, Sucker Punch. That is because Ghost of Tsushima has been delayed and will now come out. Oh, what's the? I missed the date. July 17th. There you go. Thank you. So, now we have a release date. So, uh, a lot of people wanted me to tell you to suck it, Yield, because you kept saying this was a launch game for the PlayStation 5. It, it's not out yet. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to stay on this hill until it actually comes out. I will die on this hill until it comes out, and then when it does, I'll be like, congratulations, I was wrong. All right. Because we're not a month out yet. We get past May 27th and it hasn't been delayed. I'm wrong. It's always been, de- it always been delayed a month, a month coming up to it. So we still have 27 days. Well, from when we're <laughs> recording, we got 27 days. Mark it on the calendar, Stephen. Oh, it's marked. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, also, while you're marking things on the calendar, make sure you clear out room on your hard drive because the Last of Us 2 download is at least 100 gigabytes. That's knocking futz. So, again, I need to finish Red Dead so I can delete it off. The digital download of the Last of Us 2 will require at least 100 gigs of hard drive space. The game's American store page includes a space requirement at the bottom amid license and copyright details. It was already commonly acknowledged that the physical release of The Last of Us 2 would be on two discs, so it's no surprise that the digital download is sizable. Red Dead Redemption 2 first brought back the two-disc trend when it launched back in October 18, but stopped you from having to switch halfway through by including a data disc and a play disc for whatever format you wanted to play up. It uh, Excuse me, Whatever format you go for, make sure to clean up your PlayStation 4 storage before release date. Now, this is where it makes me sad. Somebody has apparently leaked The Last of Us 2. Oh, is that a shock? No. Well, the story is kind of confusing. Uh, well, that, this is why when people put in the titles of stuff on the internet, spoilers leaked. I go, up. Oh, you're not getting my click. Well, the problem is people are putting spoilers in places where people should not be expecting any kind of spoilers. Like you go to find out what happened during the, you know, why the Cincinnati Bagels uh, released uh, Dalton. And then all of a sudden there's a big ass spoiler right in that conversation. Yeah, I don't. So 
All right, so the original story is a set of what seems to be major spoilers for The Last of Us 2 has leaked. Watch what you're searching for, people. The spoilers are apparently emerged from leaked videos of, of major moments from the upcoming game, which have now been turned into a list of details. It's not totally clear at this point if the details are correct, but we, of course, won't be printing them in at, at, or telling you about them. In the past, bots on social media sites have sent spoilers to automated, or, as automated re- replies to posts, including related terms. We just haven't seen any reports of this yet, and they're trying to wait for the release. Uh, so, there are rumors that this was leaked by a game dev who is pissed off at the crunch behind making The Last of Us 2. Not just that, but also not getting paid. Yes. So an update to the story, Naughty Dog has released a message from its official social media account addressing The Last of Us 2 leak, as well as the new June 19th release date. In a short tweet, Naughty Dog writes, We now we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of our pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you do not spoil it for others. Naughty Dog added, The Last of Us 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see or hear, the final experience will be worth it. Naughty Dog seemingly acknowledges the leak from over the weekend. And while we will not be sharing the details here, it says be sure to uh, avoid them. Now, here's the plot twist. Can we get some plot twist music there, Steve? Dun, dun, dun. And you know my dumbass closed Facebook. <laughs> Uh, if you guys remember last week, we talked about Jason Stryer. He has sent out a couple of tweets. Of course. Uh, he has tweeted out this Reddit post going viral, which is called, which says reason revealed by disgruntled employee leaked last of us two. Uh, Okay, his tweet says, this Reddit post is going viral, but it's completely fake. Hundreds of furloughed employees. In fact, folks I've talked to at Naughty Dog seem to believe that the leaker wasn't actually an employee, though I still haven't seen any proof yet, still poking around. I do regret tweeting a fake take on this earlier when we actually did not know whether it was a Naughty Dog employee. Serves me right for reacting to Twitter. But some of the claims don't add up. Naughty Dog has real issues. Ones I've covered a lot, but they're actually... But they actually gave contractors extra pay for COVID-19 work. So in back-to-back stories, we find out that it was a Naughty Dog employee that was pissed off. And then we find out that maybe, and as Jason Schreier says, because he's uh, arguably a reliable source, that it actually wasn't an employee. Yeah, most things are always bullshit. But either way, holy shit, like... If you are leaking this game, you are a general fucking asshole. And I'm not just saying that because I'm highly anticipating the game. This game is highly highly anticipated by thousands, if not millions of people. You're just a straight-up asshole if you release information about this. Well, I don't know. If you feel you're hosed about something that you've worked on. Well, right. So you're you're pissed off because the company you worked for screwed you over. And let's just say, arguably, this wasn't a play. You're pissed off because the company you worked for has has screwed you over. But you're gonna fuck it up for everybody else, all your coworkers that had nothing to do with that. How 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 many times it's the one bad apple that ruins it for the bunch? I mean, is it a dick move? Absolutely, but just. 
avoid things on the internet. Yeah, but see, you'll, I can't avoid things on the internet because I have to go looking for news stories. And I, and I tell you right now, to fi- I, I find got a, a fucking to go. I find a fucking spoiler. Accidentally, somebody actually spoils this. I might fucking kill somebody. I swear to God. Calm down there, <sighs> Tiger. Also, no, I, also, it, I love how we had a conversation off, about Jason Trier and him leaving Kotaku and, you know, how lauded of a journalist he was. And, you know, I, I, I'm glad that he came out and said, hey, I fucked up. But didn't he say he retweeted, like, and added to this kind of this controversy by retweeting something he shouldn't have? What he, Okay, what happened is he... Should have fucking known there, better? There's a, there, there's a Reddit post going around saying that the reason revealed why the disgruntled employee leaked the information. What he said to that Reddit post was, this Reddit post is going viral, but it's completely fake. Hundreds of furloughed employees, which was a quote from the article on Reddit. In fact, folks I've talked to at Nordark believe that the leaker wasn't actually an employee, though I haven't seen any proof yet, still poking around. 12 minutes after that is when he said, I do regret tweeting a take on this earlier when we actually didn't know whether it was an employee or not. So he said, I reported what I heard, but... There's a chance I could be wrong. So you but do he doesn't confirm report, whether or not he's wrong. You do the fact finding and you don't report until you know for sure. This is this is not like well, life saving information here. So right, he should enough. have done the fact finding first and not just ask for forgiveness later. Well, it's not like he wrote a report about it. He just well, true, but like he made it, okay, he, he made I a mean, tweet on you know. I mean, he should be responsible because of his integrity, because of, because of his his uh, reputation. He should have known putting his name to a tweet was just as good as writing an article. But any any you reporter, know, an unresearched anyone who article. has any journalistic duty shouldn't just be like, "Well, I'm going to put this out here as soon as I can, just to get it out there, and then I'll you know I'll figure the rest out later." He should have thoroughly vetted everything before he put that out there. That's all I'm saying. Like that is what you are taught to do, or what people used to be taught to do. When they went through journalism school. But I know that in this day and age of the internet and, you know, information flying at you a thousand, you know, miles per hour, it doesn't always happen that way. I'm just pointing out that here's a guy who didn't fully vet his things and kind of put it out there and then regretted it. And, you know, we were lauding this guy on, you know, a few episodes ago. You know, obviously not like a terrible thing, but I'm just saying, like, if this guy's lauded as he is, it's kind of disheartening to see that he just didn't fully vet things before he actually put his nose out there. Yeah, but did he also did he also like stand like stand by and say um this is what happened or was it more like uh I have he says you know I have from 100 whatever people that it's not very likely that this is the case. He didn't say definitively really. But he did say that he it. regretted putting it out there before he had the full story. Right. Right. Yeah, so, like, even though he got a hundred people that said, yeah, like, maybe he found three that, you know, disagreed, and he's like, well, now I feel bad because... Well, his original post went- was was him based on what he had heard. Like, it right. wasn't information that came from Naughty Dog, it was just what he had read. Mm. And, and like... In, yeah, in, I, I took it know. as he had conversations with these people, That that's how I took it, the original tweet. I mean, it seemed like he was waiting to hear back. And, you know, 12 minutes later, he heard back, so it's not like people would have had to wait long for the information. Right. 
I like it's it's just kind of one of those things that's disheartening when people kind of just fling in and and actually don't go to all the sources they can because you know like he he owned it you know even if it is not like the worst injustice of journalistic integrity ever you know anything you know he didn't do anything terrible or anything awful or really wrong or ethically wrong I just kind of wish he as as like a gold standard for what it seems like for game journalism would have gotten all the information before kind of putting everything out there. Right. Yield? He also doesn't work for uh, Kotaku anymore. I don't know if you guys ever covered that, but you left. We talked about that last week. Oh, was that last week? I thought that, okay. No, 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 it was Donnie. Donnie was on. Oh, that was two weeks ago. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, we covered what? it, and everybody's like, yeah, thanks for putting the topic that nobody knows who the hell he is. Donnie said that. I did not. Uh, I will say though, I, as I saw his picture, uh, I saw a little like, just like a little screenshot of him, like an avatar like picture size, uh, and I do recognize him. I have seen his face before, so I just didn't recognize the name. All right, yield your comments there, sir. Uh, I mean, make sure your information's right before you post it on Twitter. I mean, they flamed. An NBC journalist for not doing his work, they should flame him. All right, let's get off the fact that Jason Schreier did this. What do you think about the leaks? What do you think about the delay? And you're still holding firm on the PlayStation Five launch title story, huh? I'm still, I'm still holding firm on the PlayStation Five launch title. Um, the leaking, it happens. So you can either be mad at it or you can just avoid the internet for a month. I mean, you don't really need to avoid the internet if people aren't being dicks. It's a dick move. Just because it happens doesn't mean we all have to put our hands up in the air and say, well, that's life. Well, you get some dick people. Well, no, I agree. I, it, it's a dick move, but... All right, so the other thing that we previously mentioned, Ghost of Shima has been uh, uh, delayed, but it's only like a two-week delay, or maybe three-week delay. Three weeks. Yeah, it's about three weeks, yeah. Yeah, I was I was doing some quick math there. Uh so question. Last question before we close out the show. Is this a good move to release Ghost of Tsushima so close to the release of The Last of Us 2? Yep. No. Did you see one of the memes Ooh. I posted on in the Facebook group? Yes, I saw yes. that. I it was just basically like everyone if you haven't been on the Facebook group recently, um I think was it Ryan Reynolds uh, him Yes, Ryan yes, Reynolds Ryan Reynolds. and I was like everyone at uh, Sucker Punch and it was like Ryan Reynolds was screaming god damn it you know cause if you're Sucker Punch you don't want Don- uh, The uh, the Last of Us Part 2 released anywhere near Ghost of Tsushima especially since Ghost of Tsushima is a new IP nope, your wins just got taken out of your sale because you know there's gonna be a lot of marketing for The Last of Us 2 which is going to eat into the marketing for Ghost of Tsushima Yup. You've got you've got less than a month to have it all to have everything all to yourself. Alrighty. We're gonna close out the show with some listener questions, which I don't really want to read these because most of these are trolls. But then don't read them. Yeah, but you know what? I I have a duty to you our feed, fans. You feed, yeah, duty. you feed the trolls, they come back. Uh, Matt Murray wants to know why is GameStuff now the flagship show or Proving Gamer, and how do you ever hope to recover your glory days? 
It's a good song, Glory Days. Well, maybe maybe it's it's you know good for us to get the opinion of someone who's not regularly on the show. Stephen is a podcast host of his own fame. Stephen, how can we retake the status as the flagship podcast approving gamer? Advertise it. <laughs> Joseph Priestley said, "Good question, sir." Well, because he's biased. Matt Berry says, "I may be gone, but hashtag Game Stuff for Life." And then Levi, who's just turned into a major troll, uh, has said, I think we should rename the Proving Gamer Network to Game Stuff Network, scratch the Proving Gamer title, and have TW as a supplementary podcast. Yes, let's rename Levi, the po- let's name, rename the website Generic Game Website A. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'd wear that t-shirt. This question is for you, Steven. Yeah. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I'll tell you what, I'd smother myself in brown beans. I'd be delicious. I thought uh, you were going to go for brown mustard there. That comes from Matt Murray as well. Joseph Priestley has a question for Yield. Yes. Why is The Last of Us overrated? It's not. That's what I answer. Uncharted, f- Uncharted 4 was overrated. Uh, Matt Murray has come back and said... Is there a world that exists where people other than Tricky think that Oceanhorn is a good game? <laughs> Steven, why are you laughing? Because I just think that's funny. I think that's a is funny that like an inside joke that I don't know about? Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think so. I, I don't think Oceanhorn's a good game. I just think it's the it's a better game than Breath of the Wild. Um, I remember... You being on uh, an episode of the Trophy Horse podcast saying that if you like Zelda, you should buy that game. Yes, if you like is, Zelda. You, you like said. Zelda. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I never said Oceanhorn is a good game. I just said if you want to play Zelda on the PlayStation, Oceanhorn is the I'm game. I'm pretty sure that you said you liked it because you were playing it and you finished it. Yeah, didn't you plan them it? I did not. Actually, I never finished the game. I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. I, I I'm not gonna go back in the archives and search the scrub the audio to f- try to find I, it. But again, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said I never said it was a good game. Tricky admitting on Trophy Horse that his taste is questionable. That he likes bad games. And the last that's question, why he likes Darksiders uh, two and three. I think there's only two of us that can actually answer this question. Why is Breath of the Wild such a good Zelda game? And that comes from Frosty. Steven? It isn't. That's thank, uh, my answer exactly. It's not a fucking Zelda game. See, you, you've, you, you've, so Steve said it's not good. You've said it's not good. No, no. My I, brother, my, it's a good game. It's not a it's, Zelda not, game. It's not a Zelda game. My brother has played it, and he says the exact same thing as you, is that it's not a Zelda game. I because uh, the question comes because I uh, jumped in Frosty's stream the other day where he's playing Breath of the Wild, which I sent him for free, by the way. Um, and he goes, "How could you say this is not a Zelda game? It has Link, it has Zelda, it has the Master Sword, it has the Hyrule Shield. This is a Zelda game." I was like, "No, that's a bunch of shit that they put in a game and slapped the Zelda's name on top of it. It's not a Zelda game. If you if you look at it through and through." People that know me know I am a Zelda fan. I have the fucking Hyrule Shield and the Master Sword sitting behind me. I have a Zelda tattoo. I have the fucking collector's edition of Breath of the Wild. I am a Zelda fan. Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game. 
Hands down. There's no questions. There's no argument. There's no dispute. It's not a fucking Zelda game. Mic drop. Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Hey, everybody. It's that time of the show. You know it, where we clean this shit up. Now, we love interacting with you all, but we want to let you all know how you can interact with us. You can go to Facebook and check out our Facebook page. You can also go to Twitch. We're on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Proving Gamer. If email is your thing, trophyhors at ProvingGamer.com is the address, or you can even call us and leave a message on our phone number, 330-PROVEN9. That's 330-776-8369. If you like what we do here on Trophy Horrors, there are other podcasts on the Proving Gamer Podcast Network. Those are PG Spoilers and Game Stuff. Now, where can you find all of these lovely podcasts? Apple Podcast, which is formerly iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, and you can find Trophy Horrors and Game Stuff on Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Now, before we leave you all for the evening, we got to share our lovely sponsor with you all. Amazon.com, the world's largest retailer, world's largest online retailer, where shopping is simple from your couch and you don't even have to leave your house. But before you go to Amazon.com, go to ProvingGamer.com first. We have a link to Amazon on our front page. Hit the link. It'll take you exactly to where you want to go to your shopping experience. It's not a huge step, and it definitely helps out the website a ton. So please take that extra step for us. We would greatly appreciate it. If you want to support us on Patreon, we have a page. It's Patreon.com forward slash ProvingGamer. And even if you can't support us with money, we would gladly have your marketing, your word of mouth, your recommendations. If you would recommend us to a friend, a family, a coworker, a neighbor, we would greatly appreciate it. Best marketing we can ask for. And last but not least, we are proud to be a partner with the Humble Bundle. HumbleBundle.com is a charity initiative that every week bundles together digital media in tiered bundles. These tiered bundles, you get to name your own price, but it's not quite as easy as that because, because they are tiered. You, the more you put in, the more of the content you'll get. Now, of course, it being charity, the more money you can give, the better. But the bundles are typically a very great value, so the more money you put in, it's a win-win situation. That is going to wrap it up for this part of the housekeeping, but that is also going to bring us to the greatest part of the show, shout-outs. Alex, go with your shout-outs. Uh, give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire of this trophy horse. Thank you all very much for your continued support and pushing trophy horse to even greater heights. Hopefully one day we'll get to be up there with game stuff. Uh, give a shout out to Steven for recording us for two straight weeks. The Mahi Mahi reign supreme surfing on the open ocean. Uh, not ocean horn though, because apparently that's not a great game. Uh, also give a shout out to Tricky and Yield for recording. And give a shout-out to my lovely girlfriend, Ashley, who wanted to correct me on one thing uh, from my comments earlier. She says that pineapple upside-down cake doesn't have icing, and she is complaining about that. So, love you, honey. Thank you for keeping me in check and and reminding me when I'm wrong, and I should admit that I'm wrong. Which is every week. Yield your shout-outs. Ouch, that's uncalled for. Ah, shout-out to Tricky, Alex, and Steven for recording at night. Uh... A shout-out to Saber Interactive for Mudrunners. Their newest game, Snowrunners, is out. But I platinum Mudrunners this past week, and I really enjoyed it. Nice little re- kind of relaxing game. And uh, shout-out to you, all the pimps and the mouse and the hordom. Even though you troll questions, still love you. Steven, your shout-out, sir. Shout-out to everybody out there in the listener, the listener town. You know, listener town USA, just doing the thing, hanging out. 
with us lending you lending us your ears for like an hour an hour and 15 i mean it's been it's just been great you know what i mean it's just been really just a a an adventure that i that i'm just glad to be a part of thank you for letting me be a part of it is is really what i want to say to you uh uh tricky and, and ah and Alex and and yield like just just what, what was the off top 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 notch people is just you know I I got struck by what I like to call inspiration <laughs> and I just you know uh, I I love uh, being being back being here doing it uh, and thank you to all of the uh, all of the um, other podcasters that are making uh, making this quarantine bearable you know. Just giving us things to do. Thank you for that. And I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who's sleeping. Shout out to the goddess, who is currently waiting to make me dinner. And if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Bye. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.